The only thing tougher than turning losers into champions is doing it twice. Quack Attack is back, Jack! Are you ready to fly? The Mighty Ducks are back. Their game is as good as ever. Haven't you guys been training in the offseason? I know we forgot something. But they're adding some new players. Yeah! And now, they're heading to California. For the World Championships. This year, the team to beat is Iceland. Let's see you on the ice. Ice is bigger. Stronger. We got more facial hair. But if they want to go for the gold, they'll have to learn to become a team again. Move together! We came here as a team, and we're leaving here as a team. Right! Bring them on, we're ready! Emilio Estevez. Stand tall! Fly straight! USA! Walt Disney Home Video presents D2. The Mighty Ducks are back. Now available on video cassette. And now, when did that come out? Part of the Real Change Movie Podcast. Thank you for hitting the download and welcome to another episode of When Did That Come Out? I am your host, Charlie Stabile, joined as always by William Rankin. Will, how are you? It was a great intro. Are, are you proud? Are I you was satisfied? Really happy. You just... Well, guess what? Hit stop. We're doing it again. <laughs> I didn't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> it felt like, it feels like sometimes you do the intro, like you're like George going up to the stoop Nazi. Like you're... you're... <laughs> Like you've been I didn't briefed. get any bread. You've been briefed on me? Three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they got bread for free. Oh, man. I have been looking forward to this episode since uh, we picked this year. Because I just don't hear anyone talk about this movie. Uh, it's March of 1994 for this season. We are looking at D2, The Mighty Ducks. <clears throat> and before we get into it, uh, so this is... This had to be like one of like the influential franchises uh, of my childhood, and and this, this I I know I usually start with you, but I just have to bring this up. This kind of thing, sports movies for kids were all the rage in the '90s, and of course, being a '90s kid, this is when I was playing sports, and you always hoped you were being drafted into a Mighty Ducks type team in your Pee Wee leagues. Like no matter what, you never were. It was terrible. <laughs> do, do you want the alcoholic coming to coach you? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Butterworth? Butterworth. <laughs> Buttermaker. Sorry. Butter <laughs> well, so let's talk about that. Mighty Ducks. They, <laughs> Disney. This is back when Disney did a lot of live action kids movies that, that weren't terrible. And uh, they must have just went, you know what? Let's just do Bad News Bears, but like with hockey. And all right, fine. And it turned out to be a pretty good movie. Uh Mighty Ducks was a pretty good grocer back. I think it made like $45 million the first one. So, and Emilio Estevez, it kind of gave him... I don't want to say it gave him a, a new lease on life with his career because, because you would think maybe, oh, now he'll do kids' movies. No, he'll do Mighty Ducks movies, and then he'll direct independent films, 
and then he'll kind of disappear, which is unfortunate. Because up to this point, it's weird, like, as I got older, I started seeing more Emilio Estevez movies uh, that he did before Mighty Ducks, and it was like, holy this guy had a career. Yeah. Like, Breakfast Club, Stakeout, like, like he made really good movies. And then, he, but I always knew him as Gordon Bombay, and this sequel, I remember Dad gave me the choice to, when, when we were going to the movie theater, which is weird because I had this choice for the first time since then during this season. He gave me a choice at the theater. Do you want to see D2 or do you want to see City Slickers 2? Oof, City Slickers 2 or Mighty Ducks. Interesting. But as a kid, I was like, oh, Mighty Ducks. And I'll, I'll still say, like, as I've gotten older, this is the better movie. Uh, yeah. City Slickers 2 is, is quite a disappointment. Uh, that's what he wanted to see, clearly. But yeah. But anyway, Mighty Ducks 2. This, uh, I remember this movie being incredibly... Keep going. I remember this movie being incredibly popular uh, among my age group uh, when I was a kid, and for 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 good reason. I mean, this it, it was basically the first movie, but on a, on a on a worldwide scale, they were basic they were fighting for America, so a lot a lot of kids could get behind that. Uh, the this was everyone's favorite Mighty Duck movie. Yeah, I remember, and and I'll be honest, it was never. Mine. It was ne- this. This one was never mine. What about you, Will? Uh, no. This as a kid, uh, this one was my favorite. Absolutely. This one was your favorite, I, or at least like in, if you define favorites, one I watch all the time. Absolutely. And it, it's it's weird. It's just because it's like it it. I don't know if it's like an America thing where it's like we're always ingrained. Like you know, we want to see us against somebody else. Like as a, you know what I mean? Like it's an easy script writing cliche. Yeah. It's a, you don't have to define bad guys at all if you define it by nationality. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's like, Rocky Four. Yeah, if they if they have an accent, and I don't like, or they're shot in dark lighting like they are with the Iceland. They team. wear dark, yeah, like, jerseys. They're, they're generally probably not good people. Because I'll be Wait, honest, that's not nice. Well, I'll be honest. Between those first two movies, it was uh, looking back, it's pretty hard to come up with a, a, a kid team that could be meaner than the Hawks. Yeah. They were mean, like yeah. in that first they're Mighty Ducks. Mean. Yeah, but these guys are just bigger. Like it seems like they're. Ducks are punching out of their weight class. Oh yeah, uh, with these guys. Basically, the the plot of the movie, uh, Gordon Bombay <laughs> went to play hockey and almost made it to the to the to the uh, majors and got taken out, and now he doesn't know what to do. And he gets an offer to coach for the Junior Goodwill Games for Team USA, and they just happen to be the Ducks, or at least the Ducks that they wanted to bring back for the sequel. Right, along with. Four or five new prospects, so I guess they thought were better than Peter and Carp and the rest of them. And I find it just fascinating that these are supposed to be the best hockey players in their age group in the country, and they all have these weird little quirks. Well, they're all geographic, first off. Like you have to like they, right. They, they, there's they're so, and they're all very distinctively geographic. Like we've got the cowboy. <laughs> we have the the I guess the Hispanic kid is as Luis. Yeah, he's Luis yeah, Mendoza. Yeah, yeah, and then we have the we have, I, I guess... The Asian figure skater? The Asian figure I was, I was going for Julie. The, the Julie, goal, the, Julie the Cat Gaffney? She's from Maine. Right. But basically, it's a, yeah, they're, like, for the most part, she's not that defined being... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you could, but, I, but they do. They really go out of their way, like, look at now, it's a national team. Except for, like, the glob <laughs> of kids from Minnesota. Right. Yeah, yeah, the ones that are all from Minnesota. And it's just... It's just one of those things that as a kid you just didn't think about it that much. Never heard of the Junior Goodwill Games. Just assumed it was real at the time. It's you said the Goodwill Games. Like, yeah, I've heard of that. Like that's a thing. 
Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not clear on the longevity with um <laughs> I'm not clear on the longevity for of the Junior Goodwill Games because I I'll be honest if it's a thing I've never heard about it since no this movie. no no me neither um and there's these there's this the, okay oh so the Goodwill Games it's not even a thing anymore it's not no last event was in 2001 well that ages the movie a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's, it's just, so there's a couple of carryovers from the first movie that are a little odd. Um, there's no, uh, Joss Ackland. He did not return for this. His brother, like, this is always a classic sequel thing. <laughs> yeah, shot this, by Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie's mom, Casey, remarried, and th- they don't really deal with this with him and, or with her and, and Gordon, which was a big part of the first movie. Yeah. And yeah. like Charlie completely is fine with it. He's yeah, he doesn't care. And and his mother, Heidi Kling, I think is her name, she doesn't return for the sequel. She comes back for the third one, much kinda like Joss Ackland. Boy, are his uh his priorities in all over the place in this movie. What, Charlie? Oh yeah. Tr- Charlie, it's it's weird because he's he's like the star kid in the first and third movie. In this movie, he doesn't do anything. The one thing he does in this movie is he does the, as I call it, the seven samurai scene. He gets all the, the ducks back together. But I, I like to blame Charlie for leaving out original cast members. He didn't go get Carp. He didn't go get Peter. <laughs> Carp, he ate himself to death. <laughs> he didn't get Tommy and Tammy, well, but the, the figure you know, skating the excuse kids. for Carp is, he's a fat kid. <laughs> oh, is he, oh, oh, same universe. This kid, because Goldberg would be Gold, there. Though, well, there. so would uh, Keenan Thompson, I think. Yeah, so like half the... Okay, so you know what? Forget it. Carp oh, is oh, just fat. Well, I mean, that was always the joke. It's like, why, why are there so many kids from Money Ducks and Heavyweights? Or Carp's recovering from that concussion. <laughs> Whatever he says during that concussion scene is great. Uh, and his little response to sarcasm. That's how I learned what sarcasm was, was his stupid response from that first movie. Uh, they didn't call Peter, but he sucked anyway. No, Peter, he does a great impression of a guy having a heart attack, though. <laughs> As I recall. Which is terrifying for children. <laughs> right. He said, oh, yeah, we hurt his arm. <laughs> so there's this uh, subplot going on where Gordon Bombay uh, kind of gets caught up in money and capitalism and sponsorship with your favorite character, uh, Mr. Tibbles. Oh, Mr. Tibbles. What's his real name? Uh, Michael Tucker. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The actual character name. Oh, it's it's is Tibbles. It, is it Tibbles? I call him Tribbles. That's it. Yeah, you yeah, call Dick him Dick Tribbles. Yeah. Dick Tribbles. <laughs> that awful name. <laughs> oh God. He sucks. I mean, I don't know if if I've been hit with a hockey puck before. It's bad. He gets hit in the head with it, and they just crack jokes and leave him there with an ice pack on his head. Yeah, I was like that. But Gordon, I mean, he's not going to be phased by it. Charlie has this really weird scene. With Gordon about the about the Team USA jersey, it's like, well, I thought we were the Ducks. I'm like, Charlie, do you not understand what's happening here? This, yeah, like, can, this we, is... can we be Team USA Ducks? Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does say that. You know, the US the Team USA just kind of stands for itself, but it doesn't really. <laughs> he kills a guy with cement. Yeah, he, he gives a guy in the bath. Flips. <laughs> why you, why'd you talk? Timeless, why? Why'd you talk? <laughs> Oh man, um, so let's let's talk about these hockey teams because you mentioned it to me yesterday. I have never noticed it. Is Canada in this tournament? All right. Uh, let me see. I I don't remember be- hearing them or reading their name on the on the boards. 
Because it's it's very odd the teams that the Ducks have to deal okay. with. So I have a screenshot here of the standings. This is in the movie. Canada is in there. These are all the teams that are in there. Iceland, Germany, United States, Italy, Trinidad, Russia, <laughs> Canada, France, Denmark, Sweden. Trinidad's okay. snuck in there. Trinidad, I, like, Trinidad I would love to know the... I want to see the prequel movie. That's their their road to the Junior Very, Football Games. Because this is impressive. Warm runnings. Yeah. <laughs> warm runnings. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Trinidad, they don't just sneak in there. They actually are the first team that the Ducks destroy. I believe 9-1 to one is the score. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. They just rip them apart. But but I love it because it's like wait, isn't it like nine to two? It's something. Well, hold on. It's like seven to nothing, and Trinidad gets one goal in the third period, and like the Trinidad band with G. E. Smith starts yeah, also on Cantabrite. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden like what? Oh, I love that. Um, the uh, some of the it's it's a lot of this movie copies the things that happen in the first movie. Like there's a lot of story beats. Like, there's a lot of transitions that happen with newspapers, which uh, we found out. We, we actually looked out, and, and we paused and read the newspapers. There's some serious stuff going on with the NCAA. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Uh, that sounds far... It's weird. It's, it's weird when... Like, right, when I, when, I took a picture of it, so we can quote it exactly. This headline well, is insane. It's, it's one of those things where when they show newspapers in movies, and you read things that are happening underneath, and the things that are happening outside of the movies are more interesting than the movie... Like the ducks thing is like well this well this is the front page of the sports it says black coaches NCAA open talks today. Yeah, there's something about uh, racism going on within the NCAA, so, and uh, I think it's on the front page. Yeah, of the sports section, it's crazy. Along with Bernie Kosar looking for a job <laughs> in the NFL. Brian, so there you go. Brian Boitano gets a mention in there. Like it's it's just good. Um, the ducks, I mean, it's it's very typical. Sports movie stuff, and uh, that's a that's a good segue. Uh, it wasn't just the duck movies. I mean, there were so many of these kids sports movies, and I think it started with Mighty Ducks. I think the success of Mighty Ducks, the first one, led to things like Rookie of the Year, Little Big League, this, The Big Green, Ooh, Sandlot, man. Sandlot, Sandlot. I don't, I don't, I never counted Sandlot as one of these movies because I think Sandlot's just a. The thematic material in that movie, I think, is is different, and it's a little bit higher. Is the thematic part of Airbud close? Enough? Okay, let's throw in Airbud. Like that's bold. That Airbud is the worst of these types <laughs> of movies, but there were a lot of these kid movies, underdog kid movies, where they have to Ladybugs. I like guess another one where they have to f figure out a way. Oh, the Big Green. Yeah, I didn't say that. I don't know. Okay, the Big Green with uh, I think Gutenberg. Goots. Yeah, the soccer movie. Uh, that movie, I, I remember watching that a bunch as a kid, and it yeah. was okay. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I I'm haven't seen remember, it. Like, oh, you know another one? Little Giants? Little, oh, God, yeah. Which, that's one of the better ones. Yeah. Uh, it's, this was nonstop. Like, the, like there was always a sports movie for us kids to go watch, and... and it, I, would you say Space Jam's, like, the coup de grace? Like, that's, like, the, like, we're gonna really go for it here, because we're gonna bring Michael Jordan in and have the Looney Tunes. That might be the end of it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, yeah. that's that's the. I don't think there's anything that comes after the that. top rope. There's like, ah, oh, damn. It. Yeah, like like there, these movies would occasionally pop up, like in the early 2000s. Like these are done, man. Like Hardball, Hardball, and it's like, wow, this movie's like eight years too late, you know? Yeah. Like, cause that was the thing. They kept. Why'd you shoot Pookie? They kept, <laughs> they kept ripping off Bad News Bears. Yeah. But they never had a kids baseball movie, like during that time. I mean, there was Angels in the Outfield. But that, but the kids didn't play. Like that was that right. was the majors. Right. 
So you only had rookie of the year, which was the one kid playing. Just one kid, like it just. And then there's little <laughs> big league. Awesome. Well, yeah, that's a fun movie. Uh, I think that's Gary Busey. It's one of his best things. It's Daniel Stern's best work ever as a director. <laughs> I think it's his only one. I think it's his only one. Unless he got in there on Bushwhack. He's like, man, i got to figure out a way to really capitalize on this rookie of the year. <laughs> Give me Bushwhack. Well, then there's Little Big League where yeah. the kid's the coach. Yeah. Well, manager, Charlie. It's baseball. Oh, is he managing? Yeah, he's a manager. Oh, it's been years since I've I seen I believe him. he's the manager. Or does he, he own manages it? the Twins? I know they lose. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's high on your list. <laughs> I just remember the cover. Good God. Yeah. yeah. That stupid cover. Uh, but these movies were like the tops, like yeah. these, these Mighty Duck movies. And, and man, like the, the, they have to go up against Iceland. Like this is the team to be afraid of. Not Canada, not Russia, although this is Russia. But uh, we're, we're going to call them Iceland. This, base, this movie basically introduced Iceland to our entire generation. Yeah, I mean. And this was how we looked at them. Right. <laughs> For the longest time. Yeah, yeah, like they're all just products of Wolf the Dennis Stanson's like intense coaching. <laughs> Beach ball's biggest enemy. <laughs> Don't go have ice cream with him. <laughs> Don't do it. I will say, uh, in terms of kids' movies, Wolf the Dennis Stanson has got to be one of my favorite villains in film. This guy, you, this I know he's done other movies. He didn't need to. It's like, like this is a career. Like, th- this movie... And he has a great presence. I feel like he's somebody else. Like he, he like we should know who he is. I want to see now to take up on our last episode. I want to see the the next movie. Gordon's like down on himself, and he's he goes to shoot a hockey puck in an empty arena, and so that's how he hit the puck, Bombay. <laughs> it's the wolf. He tries to coach Bombay back to a comeback. That's not how he hit the puck, Bombay. <laughs> Team USA is going down. That's where you're going. Everything this guy says is a one-liner. But then there's and that one scene where he's like, I'm just going to speak good. I'm just not going to speak oh, good. Oh, cocky. American. <laughs> I like that. It'll make our triumph even more enjoyable. Yeah, hey, everything he says has this sinister edge to it. He's got his hair slicked back. He literally takes a hockey stick and just levels Gordon in the arm of the... Cause, what's funny is that I think they try to make him look imposing, but in reality, it's just Emilio Estevez is that short. Like It's not like he's this... Like Donald. he looks really tall. Yeah, like he looks really tall in the movie, and and like once again, like I don't know if we'll ever get a chance to talk about any of the other Mighty Ducks movies again, but the rules, the, these movies lied to me about the rules of hockey. <laughs> you know, like like this was the reason I started playing hockey in the first place was Mighty Ducks, and it's like, oh, you can do flying V. It's like, no, you can't. No, no, it's not, it's not <laughs> legal. Yeah. How about that knuckle puck, huh? <laughs> Nobody. What's can your do stats it. on that? <laughs> like I said, if that could be done. There would be there'd be a kid with a YouTube video of it by now. Right. Knuckle puck can't be done. Uh, I don't I don't understand these refs in some of these hockey games in, in D two really in any of the Mighty Ducks. Movies. Iceland literally takes a hockey stick. The whole country does. It, yeah yeah. <laughs> Let's just say it was yeah. Gunner Skull. Yeah. yeah and just cuts ba- Adam Banks's hand off basically. It's like ah eh, two minutes. And just dude. I'm your father. <laughs> oh no. What? <laughs> My job. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, and so we get the Hawks in the opening, one of the opening scenes, and for some reason, Fulton decides to strip them down to their underwear and tie them to a tree. Batman voice? Yeah, you just, they don't know what to do. (laughs) But then he talks. Then he talks normal. It's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
And hi guys. Hi guys. <laughs> so and it's they're basically like this is like the most American team I've ever seen. Like like they're just cocky and obnoxious and your team I I wonder like what their thought process was with Fulton as a character. Like I think they thought they'd used him up like in the first movie. It's like, well, let's give him a buddy. Like, let's give him a partner. Yeah. And then, so, Michael Tucker <laughs> calls him the Bash Brothers, and all of a sudden, everybody Which, knows you know, what that is. That's, well, and that's a very, that, that's, that name's a takeoff of McGuire and Consecu. Right. So, like, there was, but the, obviously, that's baseball, and they were not checking dudes. But no. Like, I, Double right. clotheslining but, them, or, but or like, in D3, but, where they well, backdrop the guy through the... <laughs> all, all you need to know for this, break down their going-to-bed scene. In terms of all the pop culture they jam in here. Okay. To try so and... we actually did, uh, I think we did rewind this and and paid close attention. They're going to bed scene I always thought was weird. They, they share a room, although everyone else seems to be sharing the same room, <laughs> which is really strange. But uh, so Fulton's wearing a Guns N' Roses shirt. There is a Nirvana poster on the wall. They both take two big gulps of water, put it down. And then they play uh, "You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet." I think it's a cover version. Yeah, and 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 they crank it. They go to bed. Sweet dreams, dude. And it's just. But then I, they get up and they're like playing it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then they start air guitaring with their. Uh, yeah. Apparently they didn't make it like one minute into the song. No. <laughs> it's because it's the same song, and uh, it's just growing up. People who like Guns N' Roses might like Nirvana, maybe, but. They don't listen to stuff like you ain't seen nothing yet. Like neither neither one of those fan bases. It's not even like a heavy version of it. It's no, like no, the it's, same. it's a pop. Yeah, it's it's like if Richard Marks did it. It just kind of just kind of sounds goofy. Uh, what song is Charlie listening to when he's got the headphones on? I don't know, but. There's I that. Hear, I want to see a playlist on well, Spotify for that band. Well, there's that one line in D3 that I always thought was hilarious when he's trying to flirt with that girl, and they both like agree that Pantera is like the greatest band ever. And it's like these two like Pantera. He's like, I love Pantera, and it kind of sounds like Pantera-esque uh, with whatever he's listening to. <laughs> but like I said, Charlie, unfortunately, is useless. He in this movie, he scores the winning goal. He basically redeems Gordon in the first movie by doing the triple deke and getting, you know, the, the final shot. Which, you know, and we're talking about things that are bogus in hockey. Like, oh, okay. You want to break the down the triple deke? It's the equivalent of dribbling in basketball. It's just dribbling. I mean, it's, One, it's two, three. It's nothing. <laughs> I thought I was an idiot when I was a kid simply because I, like, I, because like, oh, they, they, because I talk about the triple deke as this great thing. And I'm like, it literally just looks like he's moving it back and forth three times and shooting. Yeah. What am I missing? Nothing, it turns out. I'm not missing anything. It's That's literally what the move is. And Although I love the way Wolf kind of downplays it. Show me that triple deke that you daddy touch you. <laughs> Such a great villain. Uh, and we've made fun of it over the years uh, through memes. But the moment of the movie, when the rule book goes out the window, is uh, disguising Russ Thompson. Um, Russ Thompson, that's, that's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, is disguising <laughs> Russ Keenan Keenan Thompson as Goldberg, the goalie, and then ripping off. I love that he takes the the, the helmet off just to show us the audience that right. it's not Goldberg. And then the goalie and that knuckle puck. I mean, it's such BS. And it's not just it's a knuckle puck from like oh, it's full way ice. back. Like it's, it's like, like seventy five percent ice. Back. Yeah, yeah. But and it doesn't just go in a straight line. It goes up. It goes down. <laughs> Which that's a that's 
that, that's all I do. That's how knuckleball in baseball. Right. That's what a right. knuckleball would do. It right. doesn't. That's what's so hilarious. Way. It's so stupid. But it's such a triumphant moment, and it's just so awesome. And and Wolf's Wolf's reaction to it just <laughs> like, yeah, he's, like that's not NHL rules. <laughs> so Wolf Stanson. So the reason he's called the dentist, I love this. Uh, he punched his own his own coach out in the NHL, knocked his teeth out, and he was uh, forcibly removed from the NFL. So now he's yeah. teaching. Basically, I love how people become coaches in the Mighty Ducks universe. They basically have to commit a crime in order to teach children. Gordon had to was an was an alcoholic and got pulled over for DUI. And I'll just go coach some kids. It'll be fine. Wolf Stanson literally physically assaults a man. Lane Smith double parks all the time. I don't know what he, he did. Just, <laughs> he's just consistently double barking. I wish they'd take that one down. He is so good. He's a very underrated. I, I kind of wish we, we could talk about the first movie more. But Lane Smith is a very underrated character actor. We do need to mention that this is basically a remake of The Miracle on Ice. This oh entire my God. movie yes, is it the is. remake of The Miracle on Ice. Mm. Like, they borrow so much from this. And it's, it's not as much evident until after you've seen Miracle... And you're like, oh wow, the again, again, the after right. game practice that they do, the whole, you know, we've we're obsessed with. I'm Amer- from this. Uh, I'm from there. Right. We're American. We have to beat that European team that's really, really, really good. That might be Russia. But we won't call them Russia, but you know, whatever. So, and it's it's it can cont- it really wants to be that moment. It really wants to be that game in a lot of ways. That, right. That that moment for for culture and everything and. You know what? Like, it, it's it finds its own clever ways to kind of do it. Like, you know, it doesn't a hundred percent. Like, it I, I like that it, it did try to like I, the way they do the the names thing. Like in the the whole thing in Miracle is like you know that's how they get off the ice. Is like Mike Ruzioni, United States of America. All right, <laughs> you guys are done. That's all we had to do. Right. Why didn't somebody do this sooner? <laughs> like an hour ago. <laughs> What are we doing here? I didn't come here to take no tests, Herb. <laughs> Whatever. But nah, man. It, it's one of those things that kind of swings the movie to a degree because the Miracle on Ice is awesome. It's like the greatest. It's like, a great thing to rip off. Like I said, like it's Russia. Like, yeah. It's not Iceland. I, I, I don't know why we did that other than the fact that the Cold War was over. That, yeah, that's I don't the only think, thing that makes sense. Yeah, because I don't think in this time period it, it, it makes them like it doesn't have the punch. Anymore, but it's like, but then we're punching down with Iceland. Like so that's, that's what's so weird. That's what's funny. It's like Russia and Canada are like a couple of jabronis in this. <laughs> they are. They job out fast. They, I mean, this is this is Austin at the Deadly Games. <laughs> I, the game that like I really want to see is what happened when Iceland like took the night off against Russia and got beat because mm-hmm. it's a double. That's right. That's right. They got beat at some point. Yeah, we missed. We had a shoehorn in a, a defeat here real quick, and, and it follows that cliche that that. Uh, Pretty much all of these sports movies do. Hell, even the, the adult sports movies. Major League did this, where the, the team that's the one to beat, the one that they're going to end up fighting in the finale, is going to beat them about halfway through the movie. Oh, yeah. They're just like, going to torch them. Every single sports movie does this. And it's a chore every single time because you just like, can we just get through this scene? And luckily, I mean, it's been a while since they've made a movie like this, like a Mighty Ducks or a Major League or a movie like that where it's like the underdog sports team. God, I can't. There's just no room for it anymore. No, There's, I don't know what it would even do. Like at the box office, like what would you do with a movie it, like it, this? People aren't like studios are either going to spend like no money on a horror movie, right, or all the money on a tentpole franchise yep. movie, and you can fix those are the only two whatever. movies that they make. That's anymore. it. Like even like even like 
Ace Ventura from last. I, I don't know, like I, a movie like Ace Ventura. There's a good chance that ends up on direct to Netflix or direct to yeah. um, digital. Oh, like Ace Ventura three did. Right. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So it, that's that's the weird market that we're in now. Like the movies that usually existed in between, like your action movies that were like moderate budget, like mm-hmm. not, they were more of a thriller action. You might get you might get one of those every three years, right. maybe. But well, it's amazing how much has changed in twenty years. Uh, you know, it's like I always forget um, the highest grossing movie of nineteen ninety five, Die Hard with a Vengeance, the highest grossing movie. It's like that would never Damn happen. Damn right, never. That would never happen uh, anymore. Uh, I do love, and I do want to talk about this because I think that this is this is where these movies kind of live and die. Uh, these these types of sports movies, especially something like hockey, which is really fast paced. You don't have to worry about this with with golf or baseball. Those hockey scenes better be exciting, and they better be fun to watch. And I love the hockey scenes in the Mighty Ducks movies. They are so much fun to watch, and I think Mighty Ducks too does the best final game of the three movies. Uh, it is so freaking exciting watching that hockey game. And, and the music, uh, what did I say with David Newman? The music that he constructs for the movie, man, you would think this would just be a paycheck, but it was. it's really fun to listen to, and it's fun to get behind this team. Sound editing. Sound the editing. sound of oh my God, guys yeah. flying by, you know, all that. <laughs> that's the stuff that really makes it. That's what, you know, that's... I heard people complain about, like, here's an example, Rocky Balboa. They complained that, like, the fun thing about watching a Rocky fight was the sound of, like, a guy getting hit. Oh. And it really wasn't, like... That's all it is in Balboa. Well, it, the it's it sounds like a, a real, like, a normal fight. Right. And, yeah. that, and that's the same and thing. it looks like, like it, too. Like, I don't want to see Indiana Jones not, like, sound like he's punching concrete every time he hits somebody. Like, that's what I want. I need that. It's got to be a baseball bat on a wet leather jacket. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a movie. It's right. not real life. Like that's why. Like yeah, the knuckle puck thing looks awesome in a movie. In oh, real yeah. life, no, 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 no. But in that movie, it's the, it's like just like in the first movie, man, Fulton shoots that thing so damn hard, goes through the net. <laughs> yeah, goes through the net. Um, literally sends a guy into the net. Um, it concusses the goalie. Of it Iceland. concusses the goalie. Uh, permanent indentation in the hand. Um, no, I love it because if you, I love the knuckle puck cam. Because basically, that's one part of the movie we left out. The reason Russ kind of gets on the team, uh, the Ducks lose their way, and they have to learn how to get it back by playing with like the local street hockey team in L.A. And it's that's another cliche of these things, but Russ just gets on the team. You know, it's like this is Team USA. Yeah, bring him on. Yeah, Charlie thinks he like there's room for him. Cool, whatever. And when they show that camera for the knuckle puck, it's so cool. But the, the puck is moving so slow, <laughs> you know? It's like, how is that hard to catch? I'm pretty sure that'd be illegal, too. You cannot bring a player in that late. Of course you can. You have to have, like, a finalized roster before it starts. Pretty sure they he would he'd come in there you all happy and Bombay would be like, can't do it, kid. No. Sad face. <laughs> Go back to playing street hockey with the guy from the Hurricane. And you've clearly got the best goalie probably in the United States, and you're benching her. <laughs> because and you because you got Goldberg, who I I pointed this out because we watched D two together the other night because we we hadn't done that with on this show yet. Uh, Goldberg goes through basically what amounts to the same arc in every single Mighty Ducks movie. He starts off awful and by the end of it he's great. And then when the sequel comes, he's back to being awful. He, he has, is the worst goalie. He's so bad. Every like, goal he's out of position. Like, his legs go flying in the air when he gets knocked on the ground and. And, and, and he's away from the net. He's, 
He, yeah, he always, like, all you have to do to get a goal on Goldberg is seriously just, like, um, bring the puck up the ice, go around the net. Like, come oh, that close, fools bring, him every time. Just, wait a second. No, I'm glad you pointed that because uh, I had a hockey game on the Super Nintendo, and the, I played one when this movie was out. I tried that move every single time. Yeah, I'll just go around the... It seems to work every time. Then in the video game... But it's like, and it was because of Goldberg. Fulton Reed screwed everything. He's like, all I have to do is just a slap shot every time, and it'll go in. Oh, well, it doesn't, huh? One oh. out of five. It's more like I tried that in the hockey games too. You know, I'd go to like center, center ice. You just gotta do a one timer. You know, just pass and have that guy winding up. And right. That's the only way you get consistent goals. But that's one thing that's cool about Maybe the finale of the movie is that this doesn't end with like a final goal in the last second or something like that. It's like a, a face off. And it doesn't end even in a face-off with a final goal. Or a shootout. Or shootout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. It doesn't end like that. It ends with uh, the Ducks playing defense and <laughs> with their Duck jerseys on because they're the Ducks now. And for some reason, everyone in the stadium knows who the Mighty Ducks are. You know? <laughs> I mean... They were shown the movie in between yeah, the periods. Because, like, this isn't, like, the internet age. Like, you, no, it'd you be hard know. to know this story unless the media, like, the only other, the only thing would be if the media, like... Oh, like, I have a feeling really. that a lot of parents would be upset that that three fourths of that team is. Uh, from, you have nobody from, from Massachusetts. Nobody, nobody. Or, nobody from yeah, nobody from Boston. You have nobody. The goalie from Maine, right? And that's it. And Goldberg was supposed to move back to Philly in the first movie, and it, it never happened. In the second movie, he's working at a deli. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand the beginning of this movie. These kids can't be older than fourteen, and they all have jobs. Yeah, Averman's working at a movie theater. He's, yeah, he's a doorman. Is this the summer? Yeah. Is it the summer? Because and then they they're not in school, school, but they have to go to school. <laughs> but they have to go to school later. Well, that's D D three's whole well, thing. No, I'm talking about the arc of this assistant oh, coach right. who like so says not, they have to go to class. So yeah, right. So we didn't mention that Catherine Irby plays the uh, on set tutor, basically. Which is fine, but the thing that drives me nuts is that one scene where they actually show them sitting in a classroom. Did she bring a classroom with her? <laughs> like, where did they set this up? It looks like a legitimate. I would assume school. It's, it's in Los Angeles. It could be. A, it could be a local high school. It could be UCLA for all we know. It could be uh, Southern Cal. So what they pick these kids all up on a bus, take them to school? Is I mean, because that's the only way. I mean. It, I mean, that's what's wild, man. It's like, you're right. It's I'm pretty sure it's it, it seems like this is in the summer. Well, then she takes them, like, like out to the fields and, and talks about pride. And, you know, she takes them on a field trip out there. And, and Let's just, talk about the first Olympic Games. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> like what, do you, you, what do you know like about? Like, you know, okay. <laughs> God. Um, so, Gordon kind of learns a lesson in that, uh, like he always does, it's... That the, he, he lets in the first movie he just wants to win loses he has to learn that it's not about winning but then he learns that it is about winning but that's not the point of that in this movie he has to learn that m money isn't everything and that uh, once again winning is important <laughs> so he comes back and of course the ducks let him in I think Emilio made the right choice in not coming back for the third movie because I don't think you can do this again I don't think you can get away with this three times just like I don't think you can really truly make in 1994 a Home Alone three. Yeah, the third movie was a mistake, like for Mighty Ducks. D three? Yeah, I just don't think there was like even that storyline is ridiculous. Like, oh, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, like, is it cool to see them like? Because I, I, I'll tell you, what's funny is like 
part of the reason why I'd be more interested to revisit it now is because like I'd be more interested I would be more interested now in the scenes where they're not playing hockey oh, as a kid it's like good. I just want to see the hockey right I, and and he, I think another reason why, you know another reason why it's um D2 maybe more rewatchable is that they're good the entire movie they're not they don't have to go through this like 30 minute stretch where they're just awful Right, I mean, it's District Five, and like they, they they just get creamed by everybody. That's fun. <laughs> That's really fun. Um, the, no, it's just I like Emilio more in his two scenes in D three than I like him in this entire movie. I think Emilio does great acting, and it's great to see uh, like in D three Joshua Jackson truly take over the franchise and be the star. I, I enjoy that. Although I do I, I do agree the story is crazy. Uh, like why the the team that won the Junior Goodwill Games is playing second fiddle to the varsity team of a of a preppy high school, you know that doesn't make sense. Like these guys basically just won what amounts to the Olympics, and here's your crappy high school team. It's just it's just weird. But now D two, this is a very probably the most rewatchable movie of the series, and yet it's my least favorite. It's my least favorite of the three, and and the reason I say that is because it's just too ridiculous. <laughs> Like, the first movie, at least, uh, the first movie's kind of grounded in some form of reality. And so is the third movie. They're all on a very small level. And this movie just gets too big. This feels like this should have been, like, the fourth movie. Like, in a way. It's insane that this movie, like, sets up a hockey franchise. <laughs> yes. That's insane. We didn't talk about that. The the Anaheim... Uh, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Yeah. yeah, that was a real... Which, of course, in any hockey video game, that was my team. It's like, like, oh, yeah. You told me you created the entire Mighty oh, Ducks uh, roster. At least, the, at least the starting five. The starting... Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a time where I could name every every player on these teams. Uh, from the first two movies. I was Adam Banks. I was always... I was always, always Adam Banks. Oh, yeah, I was always just... Yeah, I don't know why I wanted to be Charlie Conway. He, he was terrible. Even in the first movie, they talk about how bad he is. They call him Spazway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Spazwood. He'll but screw up. He'll screw up. Yeah. And then my, one of my favorite lines in the first movie is when they're like, well, who wants to take the, the last shot? And and everyone's saying their, what they think. And then and then Gordon goes, well, what about Charlie? And then and then Goldberg, without missing a beat, what about Charlie? <laughs> just, Damn. But for whatever reason, in the third movie, he's the captain. Uh, it's whatever. Um... They've been talking about it for many I, years. This is what I was gonna say. So I'm glad you. I'm glad you go for it. For many years, uh, will there ever be a, a D four? And, you know, I don't see why not. I don't. I think you would hate it now. I might. I, well, we. I mean, like I said, we were watching D two, and there are certain scenes in that movie that are painful. I mean, they just make you feel stupid uh, for watching them. The only reason I think you would hate it is because. It would succumb to all of the cliches that now you have to incorporate into movies. It's going to focus on things that I know you're going to be like, of course they have to do that now. Of course. Then. Oh. That's, that's why oh. I think you would hate it. I think you would hate it well, because it's going to be just jam-packed full of this stuff that like in 2018, this is what's a part of the like a, a movies for, I guess, I guess what's aimed at kids. I don't even, like, it's so hard because... I feel like animated movies are game, are aimed at kids and not a lot else unless it's on Netflix direct right. or something like that. But anyway, yeah, I, I I'm just, talking about the 2018 sensibilities. I feel like that's would plague the movie like and a transgender get, character and I mean like I, I just I I feel like you would get so plagued with that stuff where like the whole idea of the of what Mighty Ducks is, which is essentially just it's bad news bears on ice. That's all it is. 
And if you try to think that it's something more, don't. Mm. Because they tried that with the D3, and that's why we haven't had another one since. It's like, they tried to ground it. Has If you go back and rewatch it now, it's probably better than you think it is. I mean, honestly, like which one? D three. Oh yeah. D three is better than what we all think it is. Well, the only the reason the concept is goofy. Well, the only but... reason that movie got panned was because of Emilio. Right. He's not in it. Emilio took was is in the movie for ten minutes. He had top billing. They fooled us, but not really. We knew they were getting a new coach from those trailers. But the scenes that he is in are great, and I don't want to see him go through the same. What is this whole arc in that? Why is he not the coach? He is offered a deal with the Junior Goodwill Games to oversee uh, talent development or something. It's something. It's a it's a desk job working for the for the Junior Goodwill Games, and he takes it. Why wouldn't he? Like it's a great opportunity. I'm done with the docs. He comes back. He does his thing. He ends up bringing back Dean Portman right. for the final game, <laughs> which I guess I don't know why he wasn't in the whole movie. Yeah. But that's another thing too. All of these kids. Uh, from from Mighty Ducks 2 or from all over the world did they all move into the same town to go to this high school right why would they do that just to play hockey at a preppy school Eden Hall Eden Hall <laughs> the Eden Hall Warriors I do love the final shot of the movie is awesome is after they win uh, Charlie like nods at Gordon Gordon nods at him and then Gordon walks off into the sunset like that's that's the ending of the Perfect. Yeah. It's like it's like that's that's the end of the franchise. But anyway, D four. Uh, I remember the idea was basically just the only idea I've ever heard tossed out is we'll just remake the first one and we'll just put Joshua Jackson in the role of Emilio Estevez and it's and we, maybe we'll put Averman as as like a, an assistant coach or something or Goldberg and it's like okay oh, you got to get Keenan Thompson there you know, have to would Keenan do it I, I Joshua mean, has said he would do it oh, of course he would because what's he doing well he's in the affair. Okay, you're right. You're he's in the, pretty. In the Joshua Jackson's pretty successful still, but Keenan. I mean, he's been on SNL for like 25 years. I mean, he's been on forever. Yeah. It's uh, Averman. I can see them getting, but here's the thing: like most of those kids don't act anymore. It's just basically Keenan Thompson yeah. and Joshua Jackson. So yeah, maybe it should. Maybe it should be Keenan if he it's would Jesse be willing Hall. to do Jesse's it. Jesse's falling on hard times. He needs to be a coach. Why he isn't in the third movie, no. I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, it's a racist school. But it would be like... like. <laughs> oh, that almost got past me. All right. They're racist. But but Russ is... Anyway. Uh, Joshua Jackson said he would be open for it. Um, in fact, I think I remember reading that Disney said, well, if they just pitch us a good idea, then we'll do it. Bull. Pitch us an idea. What idea? It's a sports movie. How, what, what, what do you need? You need a, you need a Moneyball version of this? You know, just, that would be awesome. <laughs> Oh, I would love that. <laughs> With Joshua Jackson in a Billy Bean type role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's just in his car listening to his daughter play a song. That scene is amazing in that movie. I love it. Yeah. That was the last great sports movie I always thought. Um, but anyway, uh, D2, this was huge. This was great. This this was a, a movie that... At least I still talk about it with people, and people look back on it with, with fond memories. Quack Attack is back, Jack. Quack Attack is back, Jack. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I, like this defined sports movies for for me and for a lot of other people. Uh, what would you what would you what would you rate it? I I mean I gotta give it a five. Like it's fine. Like I you. enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. But let's be real, man. Like five. All the stuff we were like saying, out of seven. The stuff. We were, <laughs> all the stuff we were saying about it. Like 
I'll give you this. Like, a big chunk of, like, what gets it to a five is that last game. Oh, it's... Wait a minute. Gets it to a five? Yeah, like, that's... Is it a four that's, up until that point? I mean, like, that's... I, I mean, the, the rest of it is... The pacing of the movie is great. Like, it it's, really... It, the movie clips along really well. Oh, well, now we have to... We have to shoehorn in. Oh well, you know what? I want to hang out with the Iceland train. Okay. See, we didn't talk about that. Just the weird development thing. of. All right. Uh, and then they just yeah, make Iceland. her a villain. That's awesome. Because why not? All right. Yeah, give me that beach ball. <laughs> That's where it's going. <laughs> Team USA is going down. <laughs> See you on the ice ball bay. <laughs> I don't think that accent's real, but <laughs> just whack his knee. Just <laughs> God. It's just awful. <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't he in one of those SmackDown versus Raw games? I want Wolf, Wolf the Dentist. He comes Dude, out he's a manistic. Yeah, yes. He's the goon. He's That's the, goon. the Casey Jones we all deserve is Wolf the Dentist Stanson. <laughs> I, that was one thing about D3, I'll give you that. The, 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 no good. There's a great coach villain in one and two, and then the third one is just... He's almost non-existent. <laughs> You're never was. You're never yeah, was. You're not even a has-been. Why are you doing this to me, Bombay? My son is a hawk, not a duck. Is this your doing, Gordon? <laughs> Man! And then Ducksworth. Yeah, yeah, Ducksworth. Uh, I would give this a seven. Okay. Uh, for being my least favorite. Uh, it's. I just love this movie. I just. I, it's so much fun to watch. Um, I, and yeah, like it, it does have its problems, and yeah, that's probably nostalgia. And you could tell Emilio, I remember him being on Saturday Night Live around the time this movie came out, and he almost seemed embarrassed when he closed out his monologue and he said, "Coming out uh, next weekend, Mighty Ducks two. He didn't even call it D two, the Mighty Ducks. He just said Mighty Ducks two. It's like it's not the title, and like it's kind of like Rick Moranis with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It always seemed like between him and Emilio, that they were a little bit ashamed that they were having to do these movies. And, okay. It's like, I guess I can understand. I, I, I guess it's just hard to, to rectify that when, when you grew up with those movies. And yeah. you're like, wow, like the guy that I love from those movies doesn't even like those movies. Yeah. You know? And because Emilio, I mean, I think you his first 10 years in film, I think you could put it right up next to Charlie's. I think you could put it right up next to it. And then Emilio's pretty much done. This is basically the end of him, is D2. Like, that's it. I'd say Platoon of Wall Street, like, like. I know, I really push him ahead. But, but I mean, Breakfast Club, St. Almost Fire, Stakeout, Young Guns. I, I, I know, I know, but I love those movies. No, no, I get you. That. The fact that you have those movies so close together, like that he did those, he cranked like, them out at a fairly consistent, awesome level. Yeah, and I feel like I'm I'm leaving something out, but I've I've always, I know a lot of people don't like this movie. I like Judgment Night. Yo, dude, that movie's See, phenomenal. No, come on. That movie is okay. Great. Wait, I, don't go overboard. I love <laughs> Judgment. Night. Judgment Night's a lot of fun. Cuba. Yeah. Uh, Dennis it, Leary is the hitman. Yes. This is a great Piven. Movie. I think Piven's the one that we, gets killed. We took a he? bus on the wrong side of town to get a shortcut to go see a boxing match. Like, this is a movie I want to see nowadays. <laughs> I was on my way to see the Mighty Ducks play, and I got stuck. <laughs> I got stuck in Brentwood. <laughs> oh, I couldn't not make it. Brentwood. I, I, but I got, I got stuck. Glad I brought it up. <laughs> so.
Mighty Ducks 2, that was fun. Uh, I don't actually have it in front of me. What what the... Oh, yes, I do. Oh, thank God, I flipped April, right to this it. This is April. April. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, I haven't really made a decision as to what the next movie is. Uh, <laughs> um, I have it down to basically two. Jesus. For a year that we just love, like, this is just brutal. Uh, for, for the following month, April of 1994, we're either going to be looking at Cops and Robertsons. Or with honors. <laughs> you ever see with honors? I've, no, I have. Uh, I never did. But but like, not recently, and not with like. It's not like I'm, I. I don't feel like I, talk yeah, about I can't. It. I couldn't talk about it without seeing it again for the show, which I would do anyway. But well, I know you've seen Cops and Robertsons. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Wow. <laughs> and uh, my new movie is uh, Cops and Robertsons. It's coming out next week. <laughs> That'd be my closing monologue. I would be trailing off. Like on the Chevy Chase show. <laughs> yeah, I'd just be shrinking into the ground as I'm plugging. That it's it's not a it's not a really good movie. It's uh, not a good movie at it's all. It's not a good movie at all. If uh, it reaches the well, level of five, that would be like a ten for uh, that. Movie. Uh, like if we do do end up doing that movie, it is kind of fascinating to me that uh, that's a part of the Jack Palance writing his final oh, wave. Yeah. yeah. And even though City Slickers, I think, comes out right around the same time, City Slickers two. You know, so it's like, wow, he, he was really cashing it in, you know, these last few months. And yeah, it'll probably end up being that. But I just, I've always wanted to see with honors. It's a great idea for a movie. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, oh, hopefully you enjoyed D2 as, as much as we did. Uh, in the meantime, uh, catch us on Twitter at RealChangePod. I am at CM underscore Stabs. And I'm at William Rankin 83. And we will see you next month, April 1994, for either Cops and Robertsons or With Honors.